I think. I think we have Tori. Uh, so let's see. I was watching the Australian hearing. I was like, wow. So incredible that it's coming out of Australia, but not a lot of people are paying attention either. How are you guys doing? Joe, I miss you. I miss you. How are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm doing well. I'll see you in about a week or so, right? I, I talk with Greg a lot more. I mean, you know, he's, he's fam too, so. But I miss you. I'll see you in about a week or so at Lindell's event, right? I will be there. We have a we have a stage set up there, and we'll be doing interviews with people. So I'm sure you'll get on the stage and do some interviews as well. We're just working on logistics and make sure we can get this all done. That's fantastic. I'm excited. Let me know if I can help on anything. I was really excited to see that hearing. Um, you know, because that's a topic of discussion, uh, an actual uh, FOIA that I filed pertaining to that. Uh, something that Apollo said. You know. Um, I've urged, uh, you know, a few years ago, I urged people to just request from, this is, this is not to do with health, but to their, um, uh, unions to find out the status of their money. And I was urging people to do it constantly because, you know, people love money. I mean, here we have people that sold out their health to get a vaccine, right? And it was through fear. Others just did it for compliance or to be able to go to the supermarket or eat, right? So money is always a driver for people. So I thought, hey, if I show them that there's no money, right, you know, then maybe President Trump can do something about that because that didn't happen under his guise. It's the Democratic Party that, that, that sucked it all out of the amalgamated bank. And, and no one did anything. I kept saying it, kept saying it, and I felt like I was the only one screaming in the room saying, hey, you know, this can happen. Because could you imagine in 2019 if all the people found out that their union money was gone? We wouldn't have had COVID. It would have been game over. And, and, and now they brought this up. And so, you know, I, over the years I've been telling people about Obamacare and how atrocious it is. I've worked on it. I tell people. I worked on a, just a few paragraphs which had to do about reaching out to people that don't speak English, like ASL. But I read the whole thing. Not everybody has. And, um, you know, they collect data on people, cohorts. Um, and I uh, urge my listener base, and I would take, this is a great opportunity to urge yours, to file a FOIA down to CDC, NIH, and ask them for all the records of any experimentation. Not experimentation, you can't use that word. I actually uh, verbiated it and put it on my Telegram. I could share that with you. Um, where I ask them, hey, any information you may have on me where I am knowingly or unknowingly participating in data collection of certain cohorts. And the cohorts are like groups that you study. So if you give someone a placebo medicine, someone 25% efficacy, someone 50%, and you monitor, right? I want everything from pharmaceutical industry, who do you share it with, where it goes. I just gave a very detailed but very broad request to see the response. And I urged other people to do it, which I hope they do, because then if they get denials or they get some runaround, you know, class action suits are very effective. I find <laughs> when done yeah. correctly. They are. And um, I think maybe showing people that even the medications that they take for their heart disease, their diabetes, are also altered. That's something nobody freaking talks about. I've been mentioning it, but you know, the fear is, is that when you put such information out, people are like, I'm not taking my meds. And then they drop dead, right? Because they're scared. And it's like, look, you've been doing it for all this time. It's not going to change, right? Every single generic medication that comes out has different fillers and different target populations. And this is why your insurance company contracts with specific pharmacies 
or pharmaceutical industries. Like we have various ones. The specific one that I uh, that I would target was Teva Pharmaceuticals uh, throughout my studies throughout the years. Um, because they have various versions of generics that they also sell specifically to pharmacies. Everyone is a lab rat in this nation. I don't care who you are. If you're zero years old to 100, your information has been collated and has been grouped according to ethnicity, weight, height, your DNA, the medications you take, and all the vaccines that you've taken fall into different cohorts. I went through this when that BLA document came out uh, you know, for the name of Common Ratty, where I was explaining it was just a name because, you know, and then I walked people through the cohorts in the state of Ohio, uh, specifically the Cleveland area, and how some were getting the, 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 the specific areas of Cleveland were getting the placebos, others were getting certain efficacy. You know, I, it's, it's data. You know this better than me, Joe. And data gives pictures, right? And Obamacare gave it on a global seen with the excuse that if you're skiing in freaking the Swiss Alps, you know, you want your doctor to pull your records if you can't talk. And everyone just said, sure, why not? Let's just do it. When it was more nefarious than that. You know, every time you go to the doctor and you sign in the consent form, if you actually read it, it says we get to hold on to your information for so many years. And we share it with all these federally approved entities, which could be private and public. This is huge because this vaccine is just uh, the most evident experiment conducted on a global scale. Wait till the people see that they've been lab rats all along and that they've been paying for it. And not only have they been paying for it, you know, with their money to buy the medications, but they've been coaxed into it and they've been paying the people that have been making money off of that, right? That's, that's, um, I, I, it's just crazy. I mean, you know what that data could do, Joe. I do know what that data can do. And I think that, you know, as we start looking at how they're collecting information, it becomes very difficult to ignore the fact that they're using this, this information as a weapon against each and every individual. And that, that they're, we, are, we are definitely lab rats. We are definitely people that are inside of their studies. And that's not a conspiracy theory. That's what we're seeing. That's, that's the outcome of who was just on, Richard Hirschman, talking about what's happening in the veins of people that are getting the vaccine. And the fact that Pfizer is talking about the fact that they did not uh, uh, that they did not give their people the same uh, vaccine they gave the, the general public. So we know that they're developing placebos. But the, my problem is is that we're all focused on the vaccine for COVID, while they're actually putting out now anthrax vaccines, the uh, tet tetanus vaccines, and things like that. Things that have been on the shelf for a long time, and all they have to do is alter or add to or create a different variant of those particular um, uh, tests as well, or those particular um, injections as well, and we might be dealing with the same thing and just not even, not even real. You know, I wanted to say something. Uh, during my interview with some Australians, I remembered a conversation, the conversation that sparked, and you know, it's, I, I'm not, I, I, I'm not ashamed of mistakes I've made or dodgy stuff I've done. I own it, okay? So when I was registered at two community colleges and I was um, in year one med school, um, I was struggling on focusing. And, um, you know, I just said it in passing. And one of the students there that was actually Australian, third year, said, you know, maybe you need some, you know, Adderall. And, uh, the, you know, a week later, I actually got the script. I just asked for it. They gave it to me. 
And uh, the biggest mistake I did was um, I took it, and before I studied, I wanted to clean the bookshelf. Never got around to studying, but I licked that bookshelf clean. I was hyper-focused on that. But um, <laughs> one thing I found out from him was weird. He said that I had gotten it from the wrong pharmacy because they didn't get it from the right generic company to be more potent. And at that point, I realized that it wasn't just the documenting of the vaccines and the healthcare treatment. But in 2009, that's where my eyes opened up to, holy crap, the generic drugs that they're pushing, right, that are outside of the brand name that have to stick to what the formulation says, right, which are free or a dollar or cheaper, are actually part of experimental protocols. So the, the Adderall that I had gotten from one pharmaceutical company that looked like this, same dosage, and then the other one like this, they had different potency levels. And so, you know, think about it if you're diabetic and glucophage is the name brand, but to buy that, you'll need $500 a month for a 30-day supply. Your generic can be from zero to $10, depending on whatever insurance company you're selling money to, right? Or if it's free from the government. And depending on what contract they have with what pharmaceutical company, you get medicines. And, you know, where are the pharmacists? Have we interviewed any pharmacists? to talk about the generic pharmaceutical industries and the contracts they have and how certain people, uh, you know, with certain insurances and certain IDs of insurances, like group numbers, get specific metformin where others get another generic metformin. That would be very interesting to see, you know, if we could start having that conversation because, you know, with this COVID thing, we're getting a lot of pushback from the people that are feeling really salty right now that they were stupid enough to just walk right in and take it without asking questions and abiding. And misery loves company, so they hate everyone that didn't take it. So why don't we just show, hey, it's not just that, you know, don't feel bad because we've all been suckered, you know, meet them where they're at and say, all right, you're pissed, right? You're scared, right? We understand because we have to see it that way. No matter how much we want to say, well, the shit we're in is because of you, <laughs> excuse my French, but we need to be a little bit more um, aggressive in bringing them to the table. And I think maybe showcasing things like this and the cohorts that the NIH have and the CDC and the pharmaceutical companies in cahoots with, you know, insurance companies giving specific medications that are life necessary for people that are also experiments at the same time, you know, is important. Well, you know, they, you know, uh, they like with Obamacare and all kinds of, th I think we were talking about this a while ago, Joe, like the, the COVID vaccinations and everyone's like, oh, wow, there are placebos and this and that and the other thing. And, you know, they have some of this trial data coming out. It's like Obamacare, like it just chimerized this weird thing with healthcare and health insurance and the government. And so it's like, why is anyone naive enough to think that they weren't doing the exact same thing with vaccines and everything else like 20 years ago? I mean, you've been in an experiment your whole life. It's not just like COVID. Well, I mean, you know, you talk about what happened with the, uh, you know, the uh, Affordable Care Act specifically, um, if you want to look at directly to the profitability of the pharma and the um, healthcare unit, profitability went up by nearly like 6,000, 7,000% when we passed the ACA. And the cost to the American, they said, was going to become less expensive, um, has nearly gone up by four, five, 600% over the last decade. So we know that there's a disparity between the reality of what they say and what's happening. And now there's so much chaos and now people are just trying to get adequate care 
And now we're in 2020, you could go back to 2020 and the level of care that people were getting, I believe that some of these doctors knew what was happening because they were forcing care. And so you know, you have people dying and you have pharma companies that are coming in and injecting. It is, Tori, as we always say, the chaos favors who? The app, never the people. Well, I like chaos. Chaos favors the op, never favors the people. It, it, you know, chaos favors the people if the people are creating the chaos. But too well, often, that's not really Well, it doesn't always favor the op. Actually, chaos doesn't always favor the op. It can actually destroy the operation, too, um, depending on how, uh, you know, you uh, e-regulate it. How's that? Regulated chaos uh, assists operations. Irregulated chaos does not. Okay. Well, I can Trump tell you that the chaos, chaos. Trump is irregulated well, chaos. Yeah, well, actually, Trump has learned how to negotiate through the chaos and actually create the story of the, the, the narrative of truth through that chaos. But the reason why he's able to do that is because he's relentless with and doesn't quit in pointing out that truth. He constantly is hammering, 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 hammering. And they're out here, white noise, white noise, white noise, cover, 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 cover. We got to get rid of them. Here's some Republicans that we say are Republicans, but they're actually Democrats or just pigs wrapped in bacon. All the things that you're actually seeing all this stuff happen. And he's hammering on that one target and he's softening the target. But for the majority of people out there, chaos creates uncertainty and it creates an environment where they don't know what to trust. And therefore they recluse themselves and they decide they don't want to be in the fight. They don't want to. It's too fatiguing. It's too hard to, to differentiate between what is the truth and what isn't the truth because there's too many things flying around them. And a lot of it creates, uh, you know, to a large degree, it creates a, a, a dysphoria or a multiple personalities, for lack of a better term, like bipolarism, where you just can't figure out what's around you. And I think that's, that's you know, that's the government op that, that is trying to basically make sure that people stay out of the fight so that they have material advantage against those people who are smart enough to go through it. You know, I have to agree with you, and I have to say that a bunch of that um, fatigue has actually come out of the alleged patriotic movement, you know, where they're yeah. hyper-focused and not conversating with other people that are in this alleged fight together. Because, And I say alleged fight because this is a war, and these people are looking at it from a perspective of hyper-focusing on things that really don't make lasting change. That's the problem we have. You know, we have people on, you know, pedo hunts. That's a big deal, okay? Child trafficking, huge deal. One of the biggest industries. But why are you hunting them now? Because say you hunt them and you take out 10 of them, it doesn't matter if your elections are not working. You're not going to fix it. They're just going to be right back again because they're making money. The drug war. How are you going to fix it when they want open borders and it's their own, the, own, the very people that you have in office have the trucking and import and export companies and railways that are bringing that stuff in. How are you going to fix it if your elections are still not working? How are you going to fix the mandated vaccines? How are you going to fix the, the changes in your education? You know, you're talking about it and you're complaining about it, not just you, just the people in general. And then, you know, and then we're not focusing, you know, elections is how we fix it. If we can garner our elections back, it's game over. And, 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 you know, and this is why I love Mike Lindell so much, because he hasn't lost focus. His eye is on the ball. Elections, 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 elections. He doesn't care. He breathes, sleeps, and poops. Elections. 
let's fix it. Let's get rid of these machines. And that's what we need, you know, to fix everything. You know, and it's our fault that people are fatigued because people that were trying to make change, you know, were targeted by people that wanted to be leaders to make the change because they thought they knew better. And then we had our media that people looked up to that were reactionary rather than actionary, right? And then people just didn't know what to believe anymore. And they're going down a million rabbit holes. And then, you know, it's, it's just, it's a hot mess. And like you said, you have to be relentless, right? You have to just keep going. You have to just keep talking and talking and talking and pushing and pushing and pushing and filing and filing and filing until other people decide, all right, you know, I'm fatigued, but I got to do something because this is the point of no return. It's, it's our fault that we allowed it to happen because no one's talking. There's no communication. Yeah. And, you know, at the end of the day, I think that this is, you know, I was having a conversation with uh, Matt DiPerno and I'm like, listen, you have to make a decision on whether or not you're willing to stand in this fight and do the things that are necessary. Obviously, he's being prosecuted up and persecuted up in, in Michigan and all of his election experts on the machines, all of his election experts on the machines are also under criminal uh, investigation. So he can't even use the people that he needed in order to get uh, the election fraud out there in the machines through this case where he's being, uh, where they're going after him, Dana Nessel is. And so this is just a, this is this constant kind of struggle on, on how the chaos is being pushed into the, the public eye. And then the weaponization of media and technology in order to just keep that thin, it's just a thin line of information and people holding on and grasping onto it who then walk around and just parrot the radical leftist media's narrative. And so we we really are the last line of defense in waking people up, but we also need to recognize that, that, that this this is gonna this is not even Tori, this hasn't even begun to get hot yet for us. Like we the threats against us specifically, it hasn't even begun they haven't even started the engine on what they plan on doing to people like you, people like me, people like Mike Lindell. Really story? Sorry, uh, it was me. I okay. accidentally pushed the button. You know, I actually, I agree with you. People think that it's bad. They haven't seen bad yet, right? They have not seen bad yet. It's because we allowed a lot of narratives come in. Let's talk about elections. In Michigan, they're trying to put that out. But we had a bunch of people come onto the scene with things that make sense in a normal world to make people think twice to make people, you know, oh, look at the metrics, look at the canvassing, look at the, you know, this, look at the that. That's good stuff, you know, in a normal world, right? That's okay. But this is not a regular war. This isn't something that's being played by rule books, right? They should have looked at hard core facts. They should have looked for hard core tangible evidence. And I say this again and again, there were a lot of people injected into this that made themselves experts that were not experts, that posed themselves as fighters for us that were not fighters for us. And people get salty and they get upset and, well, we were just trying. No, you weren't. You were just trying to make a name for yourself and you failed on the backs of the people rather than focus on hard facts. Stop. Just that. You have a... I'm not going to say I can be really, really salty, and I'm feeling frisky as ever. But um, there's hey, a Tori, lot of people. Tori, let me hold on. Let me let me just tell you. Let me just tell you right now. There are people that I've forgiven. There are people that have done harmful things to me in this movement. 
And I'm just like, all right, no problem. And then there are people that just frankly are just shit. I'm going to call it what I it agree. is. They're just shit. I agree. And, and you know, I get, I get little, the, the little Jovanites that come out and try to talk about the fact that it was him that got in the machines. I, look, I call out very few people in this movement, Tori, but there are people that literally, if you're a treasure hunter, you should not be involved in this. You don't know anything about technology. You shouldn't be involved in this, right? And, and, uh, and frankly, I have people that call me and say, you, you need to lay off this person or that person. I was like, I won't. I will not because they're the ones that are used as cannon fodder to go after the rest of us and tell us that we have no credibility when in actuality we have plenty of credit we have all the credibility relating to hey, what's happening listen, joe, joe i had people sit across from me tell me that i don't know what i'm talking about when it came to elections right when i was the only one in 2017 sending over 700 letters to congress and senate saying hey these machines don't have certification and the only one that bit was Wyden. I was on top of this before anyone even thought about it. Why? Because I used to rig elections and I say it and people are like, you just can't say it. Yes, I can because people are so stupid. They don't see how perfect my position is. If they come at me, then they have to acknowledge that what I'm saying is real. And if they come at me and I have due process, then state secrets will be open, wide open, and it will cause huge issues. So it's better to just keep me at bay. People don't get it. They come and bite me. It bites them back. I'm in a very fortunate position that I took advice from someone that I never thought would have given me good advice, you know, because I didn't know them that well, right? But it was actually Patrick Howley. He's a little genius journalist. But he said, you know, sometimes when you come out into the public, if it is the way you say it is, they can't touch you. And I thought, hmm, I should try that. And all they did was try to smear my name. That's all they had through civil, you know, avenues. They tried to smear my name and didn't get anything done. They just looked really stupid using a nuclear bomb to take out what people say is a fly. So I was in a very fortunate position and people don't see that. Instead, they're like, if that was true, she wouldn't be saying it. And it's like, but you don't understand the position. And I can't make you see it. And, 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 and you, Joe, you know data. Why would some random fart at the table come and tell you what data is? Why would some random I'm, part, I even, I'm, not, I'm not even going to bring up their name. Why would some random person tell me that I stole their IP? Okay, I said it. Get out of the way. Get out of the way. <laughs> so, well, there's, the a, way. there's a lot of things. I have, listen, do you know that from the beginning of Twitter time, after 2014, though, late 2014, I would say 2015, I've been talking about limp-wristed Obama. And I've been saying these things and people have been laughing and whatever, you know, there was a congressional hearing, so they think it's a, did you see the stuff that is coming out today about Obama to unify us under the LGBTQ thing? And do you see that stuff? So everything I have said over the years has come to be accurate, yet I'm the grifter, not the people that were trying to convince you that math will tell you that the elections are rigged rather than the hardcore software or the global election management system tabulating software that every single damn machine across the world as you know it has implemented to steal elections globally. And, and here's someone that says, hey, I rigged those elections. I know. I used to do it overseas. It's a weapon of war that's being used here. And I'm being ignored. And people are listening to people like others, like you mentioned, and many, many more that still go on speaking circuits. And I'm like, are you kidding me? This is how dumb America is. 
They just follow the stars because they knew you would. Well, and you know, I always have fun with people because I look at I look at what we're actually dealing with. I look at what we're dealing with, and I look at the people that get out there and run their mouths. And and uh, Tori, it's like it, it is like amateur hour, like amateur hour. It is. Paul, we talked about this before. It's it's like I don't deal well with stupidity. You want to talk about salty? I'm a little salty. I'm a little salty because I don't like stupid people. And this whole movement, the conservative movement, is filled with people that are, A, one, not conservative, and two, they don't even know yep. what conservatism is. They don't even know what a democracy is. They don't know what a, a, a uh, uh, constitutional republic is. They want to argue Correct. with you about stupid things. They want to use dog whistles and say, oh, yeah, you're on a cult. And you look at it and go, man, the only reason that these people can act the way that they do is because they will literally hide behind the police officer like a little anti-fight, right? And and say they're going to sue you when you punch them flat, straight, square in the mouth and knock every one of their teeth out. Tell me I'm wrong, Apollo. Well, and they get and they get funded and they get funded. Like perfect example of Fall of the Stars. How the hell is no one talking about this this issue one shit? Like I've oh, I've yeah. been looking. No one talks about that. Oh no! After I called out on Twitter, like, how dare you people fucking go on this? What are you talking about? This has nothing to do with abortion. It's suddenly dead silent. They're opting. The Republican Party is literally opting people into forfeiting their rights to be able to change the Constitution. You know what sucks is that people are so filled with hate, and they're like, "Oh, the Democrats are doing this, and they're taking away my rights," but they're okay doing it under their cause. So this is what they pandered to the dumb people. And I'm sorry, I'm going to say, I just want to have a show one day where I'm like, you're stupid, you're stupid, you're stupid, you're stupid. That's all I want to say. Stupid, 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 shut up, shut up. I'll just go through Twitter feeds and say, this person's dumb. I'll tell you about this person tweeting. Let me tell you about this. I am so ready for that because, you know, this issue one drives me insane. You have Frank LaRose wanting to run for Senate, who I've literally got on audio right? Talking shit about Trump, calling him a loser, right? That he doesn't understand how the real world works. I am just saying, and he's running for Senate now, former Secretary of State, the one that huh, employed laws to block people from seeing how elections are done. And then right before he runs, he issues a, hey, we should just make people get 60% threshold. Oh, and if one county says no, you don't get shit. Yeah, because abortion. And it's like, wait a minute, if the state of Ohio, let's pretend, wanted to make abortion legal, should the people of Ohio not have the right to do that? Be straight with me. They absolutely should. They should absolutely exactly. have that right. Exactly. So if they want to collect yeah. signatures, if they want to go to the ballot, they should vote, right? And the people of Ohio should get what they asked for. You know? We, California we voted to make AIDS patients. Yeah, California voted to make AIDS patients okay donating blood. I mean, with COVID, we understand why. But again, right? You know, hey, um, they should have the right. But no, apparently, no, no, no. We need to take away the right from citizens to do citizen-initiated amendments. And it's like, for over 100 years, guess how many passed? A whole whopping six with the supermajority. A whole whopping six. That's it. And so now we have the Republicans, the alleged conservatives, the alleged Republicans, the alleged freedom fighters pushing to tell people 
give us more of your rights because we're nice. They forget about McCain. They forget about Romney. They forget about Graham. They forget about Jordan. I haven't even started on that one yet. They, they, they forget about all these people that tell you all these beautiful things and they pull these shiny swords. They're made of foam. They're nobodies. They're just puppets. You need to look at their portfolio, see the money. It's, okay, it's so with that, with that said, you have a six-minute clip that you put talking about Ohio issues specifically. And I think we should play the whole thing. Are you okay well, with that? Well, you're going to see that the Democrats are making more sense than the Republicans. And it even shows evidence that this abortion narrative is bunk because this referendum does not catch that bill. It's crazy. Yeah, go ahead, Apollo. You can put that on. Yeah. I mean, I think we should play it. I mean, it's uh, this will give you something to think about. That's just Ohio that we're talking about. But put this across the entire thing. But before you do that, um, I do read the comments as we go through. I read them on Pilled. I read them in different areas. And somebody said, uh, um, as I was calling Giovanna. Uh, An idiot? Ponser? Grifter? No, you froze. Which one? I'm just I filling think all in the, the blanks. Above, I don't all know which above. one he meant. Yeah, okay. I did. An asset, uh, you know, yeah. CIA bitch boy. Oops. They knew you would follow the stars. They oh. knew. They all knew. I, I, they, all right, there we go. I'm back. Um, but this person said that uh, I asked a question. I asked a question. I asked you a question, question politely, and you blocked me on Twitter. So, Apollo, I don't know who blocked this person, this uh, Lady Sarah on Twitter. Uh, but uh, I'm not the only one that has access to my Twitter account. And if you're s deemed to be stupid or you ask stupid questions, you get, you do get the block ban hammer because I, I don't like people who run their mouths and neither do the people that watch my account. So uh, if you want to ask me a serious question, you can ask it in the comments. I will certainly answer it to you if you want to ask a real question. Um, but no, I never I block anybody on Twitter for just asking questions. That's, that's insanely stupid and it goes against everything. Oh, by the way, just so we're clear, before we play this video, I am having on the show, Tori, I am having on the show the B, one of the BLM leaders, right? Oh, like, like I said over a few years ago that they're going to be joining our movement. How fantastic. Almost like I Googled hey, no, that shit. You're not sure what I thought. That was my, that was me. I did that. I did it first. Look, they found me. out they were duped, and they get uh, it. They get it. But G they Gary Dantzler, you know what? I wouldn't oh. dry powder have someone on that's a BLM guy on the show if I didn't care about truth. I, I, well, I, I interviewed, I met with people of the BLM. You know, oh, years so ago, I. I got with them. I, yeah, I've already planted my seeds, and I told them when I you beat see the brakes. I beat yeah. the brakes off of one of those BLM guys in Denver. <laughs> I hit him so hard, I saw his spirit leave his body. <laughs> no, that's, that's true. fantastic. That's true. Because, listen, that's listen true. There, are a lot of, there are a lot of people in that BLM movement that have legitimate concerns. And for someone to say black lives don't matter, well, think about COVID. Which communities did they hit hardest? The black communities. Who did they give free gift cards to get vaxxed? The black communities. Didn't even they say that COVID was more racist and like to infect black yeah. people so they oh, could yeah. run and get the vaccine? They wanted to kill them off faster. So they were giving them the harder and the higher efficacy rates. You know, do, but do, do their lives not matter? They do. No, no, they, and I think BLM is realizing the, the real people that are talking about their rights are starting to realize that.
They had whole campaigns people. to get vaccines to black people. They did. They said that it was racist and it would only affect black people more. It was a racist virus and they need to run oh. and get it. In Ohio, DeWine opened up camps where they were handing out money for people to literally get the vaccine in Columbus in the most impoverished area. They sterilized the majority of them, if not killed them. And that's yeah. what they did. That's exactly what they did. They did it on purpose. And that's right, so terrible. I, I want to I give a shout out to Jody uh, Baraskas. Um, she gave us a rumble rant. This is in support of the stupid show. <laughs> we need this. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Jody. <laughs> Thank you. Wait, happy that's National Trump Day, too. It is. It's National Trump Day. You know, my predictions were a little bit off. Because I, I thought that he was getting arrested on August 4th. It was August 3rd. But, you know, I did do that a couple years ago when I said it, that it was National Trump Day, and it happened to be on Barack Hussein Obama's birthday because that's what he wanted. You see, today is Barack's birthday. But I have been on social media for five years saying, nope, it's National President Trump Day. We're taking that shit back for the best president in America because I knew he wanted to arrest him on his birthday just to make it poetic. And it's like, no, no, no. We're making this National President Trump Day. And we are going to put it on the books at some point, too, just to be spiteful. Go on his Twitter. You'll see all Obama's stupid birthday balloons. I knew. But what are the odds? You know, maybe that was just I'm, I'm just grifting again, right? Because I just made that up years ago and I'm just, you know, whatever. Well, but I think anyway. they're, having, they're having a hard time trying to figure out what we're going to do next, but we're doing it right now in real time. Well, we're just going to go with the flow. God guides us. You'll be surprised. I love your hat, Apollo. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. I, I need to find out how we submit for a national holiday. I think we have to go through Congress or something, so we'll wait till 2025 to do that, and we're going to make it National President Trump Day as of 2015 when I started that shit. Because that's when I knew his transition team was all over it. I knew they were all over it. They were all over it. They had him ready. Oh, by the way, before you play the video, I wanted to tell you something, Joe. Yes. So you know my counterpart friend that I introduced you to, right? Oh, yeah. So we're tidying up our J6 um, docu-editing parts. And I'm like, oh, let's put this, that. And then we find, I find a little lead there with some money. And you know that we've been investigating this Ukraine thing for a very long time since we got the Hunter Biden laptop. I'm tying it to crimes. I don't care about hookers, right? And um, some money came up. Oh my gosh, I was duped. Listen to this. And without revealing much, a, a Ukrainian official that was a Ukrainian official, very important Ukrainian official in the Ukraine government from 2014 to 2016. <sighs> was there for the, for the elections. That same person was also a very important official in one of our cities in America from 2017, testified to the incompetence of President Trump. Also, they got caught at some point. I, I'm gonna put that story out next week. I hope I have it for Monday. But here's the thing, the money from the DOD that's going to Ukraine is going through a slush fund set up just like Biden's one, two, three, four, you know, the shell companies, the one, two, three, four, fives, that's based out of Delaware, that that same Ukrainian slash American official, which by the way, if I, if you see the video I'm gonna put where that person had a perfect non, or I would say very, um, how do you say it? Culturally appropriated accent for the city she was representing. 
you're going to be like, what? First, they're fluent in this, and now they speak English with another accent. What is going on here? Is the co-founder of the slush fund where the DOD is sending all the money to Ukraine. That is based in the United States. You can't even make this up. I was bamboozled. And the thing is, that person, the Ukrainian official hat when it was worn, I met them at the Hyatt in Ukraine when Newland and all of them had that meeting. And I have the email for that. And not only that, I got government contracts showing that our federal dollars are literally going to that person directly. <laughs> Checks cut by the federal government. And get this, it's not just USAID that I've been screaming for years we need to you know, balance their checkbooks. But get this, we're sending Ukraine money for making sure that they're reforesting during the war from the USDA. Are you listening to this? We're sending them money right yeah. now to 100%. plant freaking trees. To plant trees. Right? <laughs> we don't want to eat, but they're planting trees in Ukraine. That that check just left a couple weeks ago. <laughs> and, 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 and here we are sharing memes and talking about Elon and talking about all these things. And, well, you know, it's no big deal. And we're talking about President Trump getting arrested, which was, we knew it was going to happen. I already said Georgia's the other indictment, didn't I? Oh, look at that. That's coming to fruition too. I guess I'm also still just Googling that. <laughs> but you know, it's like, I'm are so you, tired of this show. I'm tired I mean, of this. Listen, listen. Confirm or deny, all, uh, you're Googling it. I am a right. Google, I am Google. All right, so here's, Google. I want to play this. This is six minutes. And then I got to go, guys. I got to go finish up this deal for Mike Lindell. Mike Lindell. Um, but I, I want to have like a, a longer show, but Tori, I'll tell you where I am later. Apollo, yeah. Apollo knows yeah, I'm where leaving. I am. I'm packing as we're talking. But I'm, but I'm, uh, I'm, I'm uh, literally uh, getting a, a nice bug out place so we can hang out. So it'll be good. <laughs> that, would, that would be awesome. I can't wait. I'm going to be there a day early too. Um, you know, just to situate myself if I can. All right, so yeah. so listen uh, to the person to the person I hurt your your uh, this your platform. Okay, so uh, Lady Sarah asked this question. Tori, you want to answer this question for for her because okay, yeah, okay. uh, uh, this person is I guess a proxy for Gavin, um, <laughs> the little midget. I asked why Frank's Beach 2.0 using the devforce.com was on an insecure platform. And while Joe and Gavin were going back and forth, he called me a senseless woman. Oh, I, I think I hurt this person's feelings because she doesn't know what secure is. Okay, well, first of all, I don't know anything of this. I'm not a data person. Well, I am, but I, I don't. <laughs> I, I, but am I, I a data person? No Sorry. idea. Sorry. You're a Sorry. data am person. Am I a data person? You are right. a data person. When I do something that's insecure, would I do something that's insecure? No, but I don't know why the you are I don't welcome know why the CIA to try and break Frank's speech. I don't know why the CIA hasn't incorporated your company within Google that's theirs too. I'm just so confused. Look, I I had some great conversations with CEOs to remain unnamed, literally before I got on this show, and uh, we were talking about some of the technology I that I had. Oh, you do? I know which one you're probably talking about. And he uh he was he's super cool man super cool nice big company doing great things 
And uh, I was like, oh, yeah, do this. And we did this. What do you think of this? And here's what we did. And I go check out Frank's speech. And so I went from CEO to CEO, two big companies, tech companies, and uh, big, big, big. And so, I, <laughs> so I'm i sitting there walking through the process with him and telling him all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, and I rebuilt the Frank's speech. You can go check it out. It's really super fast. He goes and gets on it while he's on the phone with me. He's like, holy crap, this is super fast. This is actually awesome, right? Yeah, so, because it's not like, what is it, like Atari video, right? Yeah, no, I mean, I just, yeah. I, know, I know technology. So I, I will say this to Lady Sarah. Um, I, you know, I, I apologize if I hurt your feelings. Um, I don't, I don't, uh, uh, I, I don't, I'm not a, I'm going to hurt people's feelings. It's just kind of who I am. Look, a lot of people hurt get hurt. Look, a lot of people get hurt, especially when people are arguing. You know, I love Gavin yeah. and Millie. And I, so, you and, but love, I love, you love them all you want. They're liars. Yeah, no, I mean, no, I'm going to tell and, you right and, now. And, I, and, and, you know, their tenacity to challenge the status quo and technology should be commended for anyone attempting to do that. And, and that's key, you know, and we all Corey, get Corey, hot and bothered. Why would I steal somebody's tech? No, no, you, you pick up the phone and you call me. <laughs> I know. Run away from you lawyers, wouldn't steal the technology, right? and I think that there's a no. cross miscommunication. Uh, he's just a little pump. I don't know Millie, but I mean, Gavin's someone, not, someone's uh, screwing, someone screwing with you all. They're not screwing with me because mm -hmm. how much time do I spend on it after? No, I they are. They're trying. They're trying you to screw with you. You only need one person to be. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because if people are making change rather than bringing them to the table and you know complimenting each other you know, in what they're doing, it's better to create divisiveness. I mean, you know, yep. I, it's almost like, you know, you know, things like, you know, unity. I mean, Bannon took it to an extra level having Carolyn Wren on his show today. I'm like, Steve, what were you thinking? He did it again. But, you know, That's like the second or third time. He did I don't it yesterday. Know. Like, what is he doing? Carolyn Wren was the one oh. she's all over the congressional records having done the dirty deeds with the money for J6. And I'm just like, Maybe he's preaching unity really, really hard to bring the really bad people to the table. I don't know. Maybe to shame her later. I don't know. I'm just confused. But All right. unity well, is important I... regardless. If you just listen to the ads. To protect our rights, keep this madness out of Ohio. Abortion. Ohio's extreme abortion ban. Parental rights. Protect her. Now's your chance. Even your voice is a voter. All are at risk on August 8th in a special election to decide Issue 1. What's true? What's really at stake? Find out now as we get the answers from the people on both sides who say they're trying to protect Ohio's future. These are things that we need to remedy going forward. We should be able to remove them without jumping through hoops. They're like the fourth unelected branch of government. You can't remove them unless there's a process. At this time right now, even in my state, the Secretary of State of Ohio is trying to pass a constitutional amendment to disallow changes to the election systems that the WEF has so nicely given to him. Yeah. This... This is where we need to be. This is what we need to be focusing on. We can't fire these people. We can't remove these people at all. And yet we're sitting here talking about garbage like selling socks in, in 
gold and silver and Nasara Jasara and, you know, rabbit holes that do nothing. It's an election that will decide the future of the Ohio Constitution, and it is happening in two weeks. Under current law, once petition signatures are submitted, county boards of elections across the state verify them to make sure organizers have gathered the required number of signatures. If a group falls short, they have 10 days to collect more signatures. Issue 1 would eliminate that second chance, giving groups one opportunity to meet the signature requirement. Issue 1 would increase that threshold to 60% for any constitutional amendment. Their proposal for all 88 counties is the most extreme in the nation. No state does that. They would empower any one small county to exercise veto authority over what 99.9% .9 of the rest of Ohioans in 87 counties would like a chance to vote on. An 88 county requirement is specifically intended to put a bullet through the head of the initiative process in Ohio, period. The right to citizen-led initiatives with a simple majority uh, has been a crown jewel of rights that Ohioans have had since 1912. And let's be clear, issue one simply takes power away from voters and it gives more power to the politicians. And that's it. And I don't think that Ohio voters will be deceived by this. This is quite simply about protecting the Ohio Constitution, about what may be to come. Yeah. Special interest groups have figured out that Ohio is a relatively easy mark when it comes to amending our Constitution. They figured out that if you're willing to spend a few million dollars and run some deceitful ads, you may be able to get an extreme amendment put into our state constitution. Mr. Ganadakis, according to published reports, the Vote Yes campaign received at least one and a half million dollars in outside funding, while the campaign warns voters about outside influence. How do you explain that? Hey, look, if we want to stop outside special interests, whether it be an Illinois billionaire, a liberal California billionaire, a liberal New York City billionaire, you vote yes on issue one on August 8th. We are Buckeyes. We determine what should be or not be in our Constitution. And that's why we can take the for sale sign off our state Constitution by voting yes on issue one. How do you react to his explanation for that? Well, the hypocrisy has no bounds, Colleen. Uh, it's hard to keep up with the flip-flops. You know, first, uh, August special elections are bad. Now they're okay. At first, uh, it wasn't okay, and he wasn't going to support it as the signature threshold increased, and now he's fine with that. Uh, at first, this is absolutely not about abortions and now this is 100% about abortions uh, he this was about protecting the Constitution from special interests but perfectly okay uh, for out-of-state uh, billionaires to influence lawmakers to rush this to the ballot in August so you know again uh, I would go with the secretary's words uh, and actions and it's been all over the place so it's hard to keep up and again issue one only punishes voters it does not punish the politicians who are in power uh, constitutions, again, are for those fundamental rights, and to me, it's about simply trusting the people of Ohio. It's all about ensuring that the majority of voices in Ohio get to see changes that they want to see for their families and their communities. When we do that at the United States level, it's a very high bar, and we should be doing the same thing in the state of Ohio. Have a nice high bar to protect our Constitution. We're changing 111 years worth of precedent. Grassroots organizations would basically have no way to put something on the ballot if we allow issue one to pass. You know, one of the arguments that my colleagues talked about was that this was going to prevent 
big spending in our state from outside communities, outside places. And the reality is we've seen the exact opposite play out in this special election. There is big spending happening from every walk of life across, across this United States coming in Ohio on issue one. Issue one is about freedom. It's about freedom of, of, to use your voice. So what? Let's pretend you round up XYZ. Let's pretend we do XYZ. All right. And then what? Your elections are still bunk. There's going to be another one. And then what? Your elections are still bunk. They'll take your guns. And then what? Your elections are still bunk. They will take your kids. And then what? Your elections are still bunk. They will take your money. And then what? See, there are things that we need to be focused on. And this is just not working for me. I am extremely salty. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up.